Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. 2.14 with Stephen McIver. Eric Murray joins us right now, the double gold medalist. And one good bloke is more like Bob the Builder nowadays. Uh, how, how did the house turn out when you finished? It looked good? Oh, mate, she's a great house. Yeah, someone's going to be very happy with that when they uh, move their kids in there and they're swimming in the swimming pool and out on the putting green, you know? <laughs> You're going to miss it? Because I, know, I watched you on your socials and you spent a lot of hard graft doing that, mate. I did, I did. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, but hey, look, we're on to the next project and that's, uh, that's all that matters. Well, you are just going to be Bob the Builder around Cambridge now, aren't you? That's going to be your nickname. Well, look, here comes Bob, here comes Bob. Hey, uh, let's let's talk about something that I find quite interesting. So uh, your old mate, uh, Mahi Drysdale, along with the likes of Emma Twig and Tom McIntosh and Michael Brake and the likes of Sam Bewley and Sam Dakin have set up this thing called the Athletes Cooperative. They're taking on high-performance sport New Zealand uh, in an employment situation to, to try and get a determination of whether or not not, they are employees because it would appear and stuff understands that the uh, uh, the attitude and the opinion of high performance sport New Zealand is they're not considered as employees and many reviews have been done in the sports right and they've dis- and they've discovered of recent times that you know they look at high performance sport New Zealand quote as a as a sort of government funded monopoly and and probably don't do the the contracts aren't the right way and they don't look after athletes properly so you would have received a number of contracts under the high-performance system. What were those contracts like, and were they fair and reasonable? Uh, uh, First of all, not not particularly fair and reasonable, depending, and here it is, depending on the level that you were at. Okay, so um, majority of them were... uh, contract slash agreement because we we're self-employed so it was like asking are you GSC registered so so we're basically contractors to high performance sport um, and you had a an X amount of value whether that was anywhere between I don't know 27 and a half thousand up to 60,000 max which is all obviously everybody knows about it because it's um, it's public black and white um, but then of course you were required to do a lot of stuff for that you know be part of the program be here for the trainings um, you know, no such thing as public holidays. There's no rest period for that, six days a week. So if you look at it in terms of a fair and reasonable um, contract, absolutely not from the majority of it. But you were um, a contractor, and think, and right? That, but you agreed to those terms. We did, yes. And But the terms, were the terms fair and justified? We, we questioned them on quite a few occasions. But generally, the conversation always came back, you will not get your funding unless you sign this contract. So what do you do? As an athlete, you sit there going, well, what do I do? And and that was the situation with the majority of the people. Like, we were lucky enough to be the ones getting the 60000 right? So I didn't really care. But then you had a whole bunch of them where, oh, look, he's, he's $32,500, and you're like, geez, okay, that's, that's, that's cool, but I don't know if it's going to mean to meet, and that's how it rolls. So this case that the athletes' cooperative are taking to the employment tribunal, I assume it's going to be, do they have a genuine case? Because you've just said you were, you were accepting and signing contracts as contractors. Do you feel, even in that situation, you were an employee? 
Uh, the key that's a key well, determination here, right? There's a key determination, and I feel like the the issue was there was a lot of requirements, right? Like almost to um, an employee stature, right? Of you have to be here, you have to do it, be doing this. Whereas in a contract, it's like we want you to, I want you to tile the bathroom. I'll pay you five grand, and you take as quick or as long or whatever as you want to get it done. So I think that there's a very there, there's a definite grey area, and I think. At the end of the day, Steve, the, the whole thing is we have to find and we have to make a change because we've seen it with rugby contracts, um, equality, everything else, and now we're in a position we've got um, these athletes just looking for some equality, something that's fair and reasonable. And I definitely think there were some that were fair and reasonable, but well over 75% of it, absolutely not. And 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 then when you got this, uh, you talk about that 75% not being fair and reasonable, then it leads to everything else we, we, we shy away from talking about. Mental health of athletes, what happens then? What are the outcomes and the, and the concerns there? Do you, do you think in your time that your mental health was cared for? Um, I, all I'm going to say about this is, to a degree, yes. Could it have been done better? Yes. Um, I'm probably, and, and I've said it many a times, I'm not the person that you need to be asking that question to because at the end of the day, I achieved all my goals. Yeah. I got everything I wanted to in the sport. Um, but but you a have a responsibility. That, I'm going to jump yeah. in here. But you have a responsibility to leave some sort of legacy, do you not think, to make sure that, yes, you got everything you wanted, but you saw the other side of it, as you've mentioned? Uh, yes, yes. And I think that there is a lot of, there's a lot of things in place. A lot of it is very individually driven. So me saying, hey, can I go and see the psychologist because I'm just having a bit of a, a bit yeah. of a struggle. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, there's a lot of people going, nah, I'm a man, I'll be fine, or nah, mm-hmm. I don't need to, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just suck it up, whatever. And, of course, as an employer, yes, you should be. Like, maybe we, we should have been going and seeing the, what, monthly? You know, how are you going this month? Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there was nothing like that in the situation. Um, it, was, it was like there, there'd be the occasional asking, do you need this person? But it wasn't like, can we just get you to go and see them just so that we yeah. can get you, like, a, a, a health checkup, yeah. like a mental health checkup? Yeah. And I think going forward, yeah, like, honestly, you know, it seems to be starting to change. And once we see that change and it's implemented, continuously and, and correctly all around the sports, we'll, we'll be in a good place. You mentioned super rugby, but that's professional. That's a professional sport. You're dealing with sports that aren't professional. And do you think that works against this this case they're going to have a crack at? It, it, it always works against it. Why? Because we taxpayers' money, right? And you've got this, you've got this dilemma where if we can we can start having this conversation what like, like, like you and I are having right here on the radio. Yep. There'll be a whole lot of people going, yeah, give the athletes more money. And then you'll have a whole lot of them going, fuck, they already have too much. Do you know what I mean? So what are you going to do? Where's, where's, the, where's the middle ground? Where's the, is there a win-win situation or is it a lose-lose situation? You know, is, it, is there anything that can be gained from it? And I think a lot of it, the, the conversation needs to be had. And then we just have to see what can be made, adjusted, changed because at the end of the day what do we want we just want better as you said before what's the legacy that we can we can do with the sport and and it feels like high performance sport is right in that cusp right now where we're making good changes in certain areas if we can make it right then could you imagine how it's going to be in 10 years 12 years when we're going to olympics and everyone's in real happy place and we're winning more medals isn't 
isn't that what we want to? It's completely what we want. Do you think it's right that we have an independent athlete body rather than what has been set up and funded by High Performance Sport New Zealand, which is the Athlete Leaders Network? Do you think it's imperative that the Athletes Cooperative uh, stays maintains its independence? Well, I think High Performance Sport has done a great job in, in creating one. But the, the problem is you, you've still got animosity from other people saying, well, the way that we've been treated in the past, how should we trust them? You know, how do we know that it is actually independent? Um, I feel like the independent reviews and everything we've had, which have been completely outside the borders of high-performance sport and their governance, um, have been brilliant. So to me, if it was if it was in that same area, yeah, by all means, high-performance sport can create it but run outside of it. But they still have to have, and, and at the end of the day, it's still got to have a little bit of input, you know, because at the end of the day, the government's the one dishing out the cash. So they still have to be able to have a talk to it. Whereas you could have this athletes collective and they're like, oh, we need $180 million a year. And they'll go, well, you're getting 30, you know, <laughs> and, and I know, and yeah, but, but that's, that's the situation. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I literally, I'm, I'm as fascinated as you are to see how it's going to work. Um, I do hundred percent think there's definitely needs to be change and be really looking forward to seeing how it works. For you, what would be the ideal funding model? Do you think there is an ideal funding model that will satisfy everybody? I, I think there is. When you look at you know most business, most sports sort of stuff, you want retainer, right? You want you want enough to have someone go right. This is I'm going to commit my time. I'm going to do it, and and let's go for gold. Um, and whatever that figure is, I don't know. Maybe it needs to be around that sort of forty grand. I don't know. You know, it seems like a, a pretty good area. Um, and then, of course, you've got bonus on top of it. But that's the biggest thing. Are you doing the sport for the victory or are you doing it for the bonus? And that's where you start getting into another grey area. But I feel like that funding model is the best because it gives people security, right? It gives you enough security to be like, you know, if I have a bad year, I get sick at the World Champs or I go to the Olympics and I bloody twist my ankle and yeah. I can't race. You're not screwed for four years, right? You've got, an, you've got the ability to be able to say, you know what, damn it, that was so unlucky or we just something went wrong. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again next time. And you've got that security to be able to do it. Otherwise, the current model is goes, oh, Eric, you were getting 50K going into the Olympics. You couldn't race. So actually, you're down on a negative. You're actually getting no funding. And that, oh, in theory. And, 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 yeah, and that's it. And that's what happens, right? That's what happens. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and that's and, and that's and, Yeah, that's life. All right, mate, I appreciate your time. Do you know any good dad jokes? Jeez, uh, none off the top of my head. Oh, okay. How about how, how about this one? His his his. It's been dad joke afternoon. See if this one works for you, right? Okay. So um, this guy's having an interview, and the interviewer say, "Hey, can you perform under pressure?" He goes, "No, but I can play Bohemian Rhapsody." Nice, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take it, Eric. As always, thanks for your time, pal. No worries, thanks, Dave. See you, man. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.